Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Oh, wow. This is what uh, a more conspiratorial Bob Ross would call a happy accident. I can't believe it. It's October, and today we are publishing our introductory ghost episode, which we named in a burst of creativity Ghost 101. Ghost 101. That's right. You can, go, you can eventually graduate to Ghost 102. That comes later, but this is the primer for all things spooky and ghost-related. Well, maybe not all things, but... A lot of things. There's a lot in here. Uh, and what you need to know is that there is a companion set of videos on YouTube that you can watch after you listen to this, before you listen to this, whenever you want to watch them. Uh, it's youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. Uh, you might want to just search the channel for ghosts and you will find it. And we th we think this one holds up. Uh, you can't find it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, check it out. And make sure to send us your ghost stories. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Let's start with a story. It was a dark and stormy night as Matt Frederick walked down to the parking deck. He heard a noise behind him. Huh? Footsteps? 
just the wind. Uh, it's just the wind. He continued walking. And the footsteps were the wind again. He turned and saw a figure rounding the corner. A familiar figure, perhaps. Matt ran to the side of the corner, poked his head around to find nothing there. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Matt. And uh, what was your name again? I am Ben. Okay, good, good. Totally Ben Bolin, not possessed by any unearthly spirit of which I am aware. 100% humanish and really excited to talk about today's topic, uh, which I think, I think we'll be covering more specific cases of this in the future. But today, we're just going to talk about ghosts. What is a ghost? Where can you find one? Why do so many people believe in them? Has there ever been any accepted proof or is there any way that we could explain what is perceived as a ghostly phenomenon? Now, we do know that ghosts have been around since before the dawn of recorded history. Oh, wait, let me stop myself. Belief in ghosts has been around since that time, right? And since stories have been written down, ghosts have been in those stories. Uh, like the Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, that was one of the first times that, or was the first time that a ghost was spoken about, or the spirit of the underworld, or mm-hmm. essentially the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, what was it? The I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Enkidu, I think, is the name of the ghost mm-hmm. that Gilgamesh talks to. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, it's part of the underworld. It's fascinating. And, and just the idea that, Back in the day when stories were written down, and I don't even know that year, but 2000-something mm-hmm. BCE, mm-hmm. when it was written down, people were thinking about that, thinking about the underworld and what happens after you die. Right, and we know that this is, some people will tell you that uh, the question of an afterlife is the driving question of the human experience. You know, we've, we've read a, uh, a book called The Denial of Death. Let me save you some time because it's long. The thesis of this book is uh, that everything human beings do, which is not survival oriented, is essentially a distraction from the inescapable truth uh, that everybody will die at some point. Uh, it's called thanatology, the study of death. Think of like Thanos from uh, the Avengers. Uh, think, nice. uh, yeah. And when we when we think about this then we immediately encounter one of the more skeptical explanations for ghosts, right? And one of those skeptical explanations would be that uh, people want to see ghosts or we want to have uh, evidence of an afterlife, that there's an enormous confirmation bias so that we do not have to address the idea of Oblivion. Yeah, it's a very comforting thought that somehow, in some way, whatever I am will continue to exist after I, at least, my body ceases to exist. Mm -hmm. Once we shuffle from the mortal coil, and we know that this belief is still prevalent in the modern day, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Well, the best statistic that I have is from 2005, and it comes from the article, uh, how do ghosts work? That's actually on HowStuffWorks.com. And it's it's a Gallup poll that stated, I think it was 32% of the respondents believe in ghosts, like straight up believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. And then another 19% said, well, I'm not really sure. And then I think it was a 48% said, no, no, nah, man. 
All right. So 48% are basically Jonathan Strickland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, well, is it too early to ask where you would lie in there? Should we, should we cover that later? Um, you know what? We can, I think it'll be nuanced. So let's get to those a little bit later, okay. if that's okay. Sure. Uh, because there, there are a couple things we can explore here. Those statistics are fascinating because that means that just a little bit less than a third of the people polled said, absolutely, yes, ghosts are real. You know, don't turn off the lights and say Bloody Mary because, you know, you just don't know. Don't poke a ethereal hornet's nest. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's – oh, man, I, I can definitely say I've been there in my mm -hmm. life where I really, truly believed in ghosts when I was a bit younger. I'm not going to talk about this right now. No, it's mm. okay. Just trying to identify with – Someone who would, who would say, yes, I believe in ghosts. And I wonder if it has anything to do with belief in spiritual afterlife, like religious belief. Interesting. So what's the correlation? Huh? Yeah. I would, I'd like to see those numbers. And I, I, I didn't, I couldn't find a great poll that was comparing the two. Yeah. It's very tough to find a, an accurate way of measuring this stuff because, you know, of course, somebody's spirituality, uh, whether or not it's tied into their beliefs in ghost or paranormal phenomenon, that belief in that spiritual belief will always be a very personal thing. So it's tough to get an objective measurement of someone's sure. subjective feelings. Even our, even our ghost poll is just ranking the people who openly identified as yes, believing in ghosts or not. And we don't really know their motivations. We'd like to think their motivation was telling the truth, but I was thinking about this, Matt. It's completely possible that 19% of the people said, uh, I don't know, just in case. Yeah. And then it, it's also possible that the people who said there were no ghosts were, you know, terrified that if they admit it, somebody's going to look at this poll and they're going to know I believe in ghosts. Right. Yeah. Or something like that. And we, uh, we covered the afterlife and a couple of other, uh, ghostly topics in our video series a while back, right? Yeah. We did. We, we talked about ghosts and the law, I think was one of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what was the other one? Ghosts. We talked about, Ghost in the Law, we talked about whether or not there was an afterlife and various people who believe in life after death. Yes. And what happens to the brain at the moment of death. And well, let's, let's go yeah. a little wide, okay. uh, wide here at the Cast beginning. A wide net. Yeah. Let's just talk about what exactly, what do you call, like what happens? So, and then I say, let's talk about what happens for me to say if I experience something. Okay. Oh, wait, I think I saw a ghost. Okay. So this is really high level stuff. So, uh, bear with me here, but, but it's anything from shadows to, uh, cold to flickering lights, uh, shapes and pictures like the orbs that you've heard about. I'm sure. Sure. Um, uh, let's see the, there's even sleep paralysis or mm -hmm. something called, uh, hypagogic trance, which mm -hmm. is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, these are all the different ways you would experience a ghost. And several of them are easily explainable, but when you get down to it, a uh, couple of these things are happening in your brain. Well, it's all happening in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of it just comes down to your perception and the way your brain takes in stimuli. Right, yeah. And another one we should mention uh, before people start writing the emails is EVP, or the, the voice phenomenon, right? Yes. Uh, and 
I think that's a great point, Matt, when we talk about the sensory information, how our brains interpret that. Uh, because I have a proposition for the ghost stuff. Um, we, we have a couple of options here and I'm going to make, I'm going to make three options and I want to see if you think if these can cover our basis on the possibility of ghosts. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Number one and the least exciting. It's all BS. There is no ghostly afterlife, or if there is an afterlife, uh, there's no way that people are returning or leaving residue behind, and everything from Gilgamesh to now is uh, wishful thinking or confirmation bias. That's one. Okay. Uh, and that would be the most skeptical. Second, there's the uh, other idea, the other side of the spectrum. Ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. They're with us now because uh, there is some sort of sensory barrier between the living and the dead. Uh, there, there are perception problems or something. Um, but then in that idea, ghosts would most definitely be real. And we simply don't have the means uh, for most people to encounter them. Third option. The third option is a little bit science fiction-y. Ready? It's the idea that ghost or what we perceive to be ghost may actually be symptomatic of another a scientific phenomenon that, that we have yet to understand. And this would mean, for example, that maybe electromagnetic abnormalities in an environment trigger sensations, you know, so they trigger that sensation of Maybe it's like nausea or your, your skin is tingling. You feel like someone just stepped over your grave in the future. Uh, now clearly out of those three, uh, my money would be on number three because we do have proof that what has been perceived as a paranormal phenomenon before has been later found to be, um, some sort of clear, some sort of clearly explicable scientific phenomenon. Now, I don't think that that makes this idea any less ghostly or any any less important. That's interesting, Ben. I, I wonder if there's another, like a fourth one. Yeah. yeah uh, some kind of temporal distortion or uh, time continuum mm -hmm. uh, problem that See, causes it to occur, which may fall into the third category, I suppose. But yeah, that's great. And that third one is really broad. They're all broad categories because essentially you've got number one, no such thing. Number two, yes, straight out of a horror movie coming like for your eyes on the anniversary of their strangling or something. And the third one, we've got everything that could be, you know, science mm -hmm. we don't understand. So these are broad categories. And I love that you mentioned the temporal distortion because since we don't have any, any devices that have successfully defined or observed a non-corporeal entity, which is really what we're talking about, mm -hmm. uh, then we have to, we, we have to relegate ourselves at this point to a few philosophical things that, that are very important. And one of, one of these things I think is hugely important. They often gets ignored when we talk about the possibility of ghosts. When I say we, I mean, you know, society at large. Uh, one thing we, we ignore consistently is that the nature of consciousness is still unexplained. Thousands of years, you know, we've had 
the smartest people in human history trying to figure out what makes something aware or self-aware, you know? And we've, we've covered this, but one, one thing that's inherent to that idea, that inexplicable idea is that the more we try to define and explore and sort of, uh, demarcate the boundaries of consciousness, uh, the more difficult the problem becomes. We're, you know, I think we said in an earlier podcast, you and I talked about how we're still kind of in the dark ages, like future historians are going to look back and laugh at, maybe laugh at us not being able to find the souls of the dead for so long. Yeah. But the idea, the, the idea of, for instance, uh, quantum entanglement, right? Become, became sort of pop sci and it was like popular science fiction. Mm-hmm. So people would throw it around in a very buzzfeed way. I had deja vu because I have quantum entanglement somehow, or, um, you know, they would, they would sort of misuse or gloss over the idea, but it still is possible that there are, there, there are things that we have yet to adequately describe about consciousness, about the nature of time and space itself. So is it possible then if, if we were to go back and just make this purely a thought exercise, would we, would we say that when a person dies, a corpse is left behind, right? That's a physical residue of their existence, right? So when their brain stops firing electricity and the, the whole crazy train network that is the human mind finally stops. Um, is there a non-physical residue left behind? I think it's a very interesting question and I hate to sound like I'm hemming or hawing, but it's such an interesting question that it stops me from saying that something like a ghost doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. It's a scary thought that there's nothing afterwards and it's kind of the, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing because it becomes the crux of your belief and everything else. Mm-hmm. That one belief. Yeah. Um, All your eggs in one basket, huh? Yeah. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So, all right, well, I guess we're here then. Yep. So we're at this point. So you're in the I don't know category officially if you had to, if you had to respond to that poll. I, I, you know, if I had to, if I had to respond to the poll, what I would say, man. You don't get to say anything. You get to check one. Cho- choose one, huh? Yeah. Okay. Whoo, am I in that 32%, that 19 or the other? I think I'm going to have to go with the 19%. And I hate to, I hate to do this, but there's just not enough evidence. There's, there's not enough stuff that we can point to and replicate. That proves the existence of an afterlife. Yeah. And I, I, I have some stories about it and I know you do too. So I'll have to ask you, what do you think, Matt? In 2002 and prior, I would have checked yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 2002 until about 2006, I would have said no. Um, and then from now, from 2006 onward, I would say, I don't know. So your your opinion of this matter has sort of evolved, huh? It's uh it's linked fourth dimensionally uh, to myself. <laughs> okay, yeah, go on. Uh, what hap- <laughs> what happened? Uh, it was again, and it's strange. And I, I was only speaking earlier about the correlation between spiritual belief and belief in something like a ghost or an mm-hmm. afterlife, mm-hmm. because it's kind of how it went with me. Um, believed hardcore in the afterlife. When I was a kid growing up, then mm-hmm. I completely threw it in the trash and decided I need to learn everything and I don't believe in any of this. And then I kind of got to a middle ground where once you start learning enough, you realize that it, there's so many complexities that who the heck am I to truly believe in something as hardcore as ab- there is uh, something as absolute as no, there's no such thing as this. Yeah, it's, uh, absolutes are often tricky things for, uh, someone to juggle, right? Because mm-hmm. we very, very rarely live in absolutes in real life. Um, one of the only absolutes, of course, being death, <laughs> right? Uh, okay. I'm going to stop hitting that one so hard. Uh, so let's, 
let's take it in a different direction here. I'll, I'll tell you some of the same things. It's very interesting to me to know that your, uh, spiritual evolution, if you will, or philosophical evolution was so inextricably tied to this perception mm-hmm. uh, or belief or in ghost or not in ghost. Uh, when I was younger, when I was a younger tyke, I actually was an amateur ghost hunter. And you know these stories, right? Yeah, so, I'm just letting it wash over everyone listening. <laughs> right. You wouldn't expect it. Maybe you would. Uh, so I had all of the tools and my infrared sensors, my EMF detectors, I set up cameras and voice recorders and things like that and went to strange places, um, you know, allegedly haunted schools, abandoned hospitals, bridges with a history of murder, the whole nine. And, while I had some great times, I never personally stumbled on a ghost. Now, it would be, of course, cartoonishly arrogant to say, because I didn't find something a handful of times, it's not true. That's weird. By that logic, rhinoceroses are also BS, right? But what what I did find was that um, some of the people I was working with wanted it to be real so much so that they would willfully mistake something for something that it wasn't. Uh, but where, uh, where my family comes from, there is a widespread traditional belief in ghosts that actually clashed with Christianity for a time. And well, you know, the idea, the idea in a lot of Christian canon is that when a soul dies, it is judged and it goes somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Like the ghost of the departed rarely hang out to, to nudge your Ouija board. But, um, I guess it depends on which, uh, Protestant version mm-hmm. you ascribe yourself to. Sure. Um, yeah. the Catholic church has always interested me in that regard with mm-hmm. the idea of purgatory. Anyway, well, we can talk about that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you and I are dating ourselves because the idea of limbo or purgatory was slowly phased out. It's interesting. We should talk about that in a future episode, too. Uh, one, one thing that always fascinated me was that some of the people I know who do believe in ghosts or who did at one time uh, drew a sharp line between what they would say were ghosts uh, and demons mm. or spirits. And, and the idea here for anyone unfamiliar is that a ghost is a human soul, right? But a demon or a spirit is from somewhere else. That idea is fascinating, uh, to me as well. I, I gotta tell you, the, there, there were a handful of experiences. None of which, oddly enough, were during my ghost hunting phase, uh, that I have yet to explain or understand. Um, one of them that sticks out in my mind was that I went to the, uh, Mark Twain house in Massachusetts. So at one point in, in this tour of this house, I was, uh, getting hit with waves of deja vu, which was a little bit strange for me at the time. And then I started to see these bright kind of yellowish orbs moving around the room and on the ceiling and stuff. I still haven't explained it. I don't think it was a a ghost necessarily. I don't know what happened. Maybe I had some bad lobster rolls or something, but have you considered reincarnation yet? 
have I considered reincarnation? Uh, Perhaps you're remembering your past self. Ah, that's a, that's a very interesting idea because another, another angle to the ghost thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is, um, the idea that you are somehow encountering a, uh, piece of you from somewhere else, which I think is fantastic fodder for fiction. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, story, no, sorry. that's it. That's the story. I'm glad you, you didn't interrupt. You brought it to a graceful ending. <laughs> okay. It was about to peter out. That's crazy, man. Did you have any experiences that you could not explain? I haven't had anything like that. I've been searching for an experience like that my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I will put myself in positions where I think something might happen Mm -hmm. and uh, nothing yet. So we'll see. And another thing that we should mention at this point is that we would love to hear your ghost stories. We want to know about the local legends of your area. We also want to know about your personal experiences uh, write to us, tell us a ghost story, and it just might make it on the air. Yeah, and tell us where you would fall on that poll. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely your stories. And if you're, if you want to check out this website that we stumbled upon while we were going, doing our research for this, uh, it is, it's really great. You can look at pictures and you basically get to vote. It's all about voting today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get to vote on whether or not you think the picture is real, faked, or you're just, you're not sure. Uh, it's called scienceofghosts.wordpress.com. And it's just pictures where you can basically look at the newest ghost pictures. Mm-hmm. Some of them are obviously fake. I'll just <laughs> warn you right now. Now, uh, for everybody who hasn't already noticed this, uh, Matt is our go-to guy for figuring out if a photo is faked often because you have, you have the, uh, professional ability to check out the photo itself and look at it with a much more educated eye than the average guy. It is weird that I can say, yes, I can professionally check out your photos. Uh, the, the worst thing, the bad thing about this is that the technology and software is getting so powerful that it's, Becoming difficult to tell. Ah, so you're saying it's easier to make a fake photograph that looks more genuine. It is. So it's this weird thing if you're trying to discern whether or not something is real, perhaps a UFO photograph or a video or a ghost. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many things you have to bring into it, not just what the image looks like mm-hmm. and uh, some of the standard things like uh, if you're looking at the let's say the compression or something like that. It's, it's, you can replicate that now. I can, you can replicate it so easily. The distortion in a photograph. Hmm. It's, it's pretty crazy, man. There's another question that I want to ask the listeners, Matt, which is if you believe in ghosts, then why do you think there's been no universally accepted proof of ghost or contact from the afterlife? And I think this is a very good question. It's one that we touched on in our video, uh, part of our video series on ghost is the idea that there's such an anomaly here because, again, we cannot emphasize this enough. For the entirety of human history, people have believed in ghosts. Mm-hmm. For the entirety of human history, there has been no universally accepted proof. Well, that's not true. Since the dawn of the scientific age, there's been no universally accepted proof of uh, an afterlife. I would be very excited 
to learn about this. Um, and I would also, I don't, you know, it's strange to think about it in, in such a high level situation, but if there were some universally accepted proof of ghostly activity, barring aliens, Matt, it would be the most significant innovation in the modern age. Yeah. Their discovery rather is probably a better word, huh? Yeah. Cause it's, it's already there. Mm-hmm. If it's there, I don't mean to ask you guys so many questions, but uh, I was just thinking about my favorite ghost films of all time. Cause mm-hmm. you know, that's my other expertise uh-huh. and um, man, I, I was really trying to, to nail down what my favorite one is. And I figured out what it is. Don't say ghost. No. Okay. It's uh, Guillermo del Toro's the, the devil's backbone. That's my favorite one. It's oh, like, yeah, hands down my favorite ghost story. Oh, that is an amazing one. Um, favorite ghost story, man. I don't know, Matt. That's, that's a very good question. My favorite ghost story in general or film? I, I would say film, but in my head, that's just a story on film. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to need some time to think that one over. Okay. Uh, How about you listening? What do you think? What is your, what's your all time favorite? mm -hmm. You should let me know because. I don't know. I, I want to watch more ghost movies. I realize that I've only seen a handful. So, mm-hmm. And we may just read your recommendations on the air. Uh, as a matter of fact, if it, it could well happen, man. We could have uh, hundreds of people write in and all name the same film. Yeah. In which case, we might have to do a show just on that. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, so we are going to head out. We hope that you have enjoyed our look at some of the high points in the debate around the afterlife and the essential dilemma of ghosts. So write in, tell us what you think about uh, your favorite ghost films or paranormal experiences, and tell us if you think ghosts are real or not real and why. You can find Matt and I on Facebook and Twitter, where we are Conspiracy Stuff. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, You can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.